Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. But permission to me is it takes away the inner rebel. It, it, it allows that it allows me to disconnect in a loving way from the part of me that's been beating myself up. And when I make a choice, I'm no longer in a, in a, in a tug of war with myself. I'm no longer an adversary to myself. I'm no longer someone who's pushing up against myself. And then I'm free to have all this energy that I get to use in other ways. And for me, that's like the, the greatest gift that permission to choose gives me on a daily basis is I choose to either work or not work. I give myself permission to choose to exercise or not. I give myself permission to choose to eat my chips and salsa or not. You know, I give myself permission to choose to eat the salad or eat the pasta. These are simple little choices Mm -hmm. and they build up to build me Hello and welcome to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar, former therapist, now turned on-camera confidence and content creation coach, and a first-generation Indian immigrant woman on a relentless mission to bring you simple and tangible actions and advice to help you step up your life and business. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest and realest people I know in mental and emotional health, marketing, and business to help you get out of your head and get moving. And now it's time for another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Choice is something that I don't really believe that all of us think we have access to. Um, And the permission to choose, right, what we want in our life, how we want to show up, um, moving from I have to and I must to I get to, and this is a choice that I'm making, is so powerful in and of itself. And uh, I can't think of anyone better to come on the show today to really get into our ability to choose and giving ourselves the permission to choose. Choose how we look at life, choose how we talk to ourselves, choose the career that we're in, choose the relationship that we're in. My guest today, Steph Ziv, is an executive coach and creator and host of the Permission to Choose podcast. I've actually been a guest on her show as well. She shares her strategies for helping clients overcome decision paralysis, overcome mental blocks, and make choices aligned with their values. Just a little bit more about her. She's a former TV executive turned certified life and executive coach who appears as an expert on NBC's Today shows as well as Sirius XM satellite radio on various channels. Steph has spent nearly two decades as an award-winning senior development exec in the entertainment industry. She's worked for DreamWorks and the Oxygen Network, where she developed and oversaw uh, original movies and series for television, 
several of which won and were nominated for awards, including an Emmy. Her goal with every single client is to remind them that they have the choice to live and lead with more joy and freedom, which creates more impact with greater ease. We had such a great conversation and, um, it's funny because right before her and I got on the interview, I had some stuff going on and I, I talked about it with my sponsor, you know, and stuff like that. And we got into that on the show, but it's just, it's just a beautiful conversation about, uh, how we get to choose. And Steph has such a beautiful way of infusing lightness into it, which, is very aligned with what I just said about who she is and what she brings to the table for her clients and the people that she works with. So uh, sit back and uh, sit back or lean in, whatever you want. But we are getting into it on the permission to choose with Steph Ziv here on the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. I'm here with Steph Ziv podcast host of Permission to Choose. Steph, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today. How are you? I'm so happy to be here with you today and any day. I'm good. I'm, you know what? It's always good talking to you. I know that when I had the chance of being on, when I had the opportunity to be on your podcast, I remember uh, how thorough your questions were. And I think you know that uh, here on the Being Human Velocity podcast, I always love to just kind of flow with it. But I want to start off with this one question, okay? So your podcast, Permission to Choose, uh, these are two words that I think, especially as women, and I'm also going to say men deal with this too, because I never want to ostracize anyone, but I'm like, you know, men and women, humans, um, we struggle with this, right? Permission and choice and choosing, right? So for me, Steph, the permission part has always been difficult, right? Permission to shine, permission to speak up, uh, permission to uh, not be perfect, permission to, you know, walk away. So the the permission part for me, I think, has been difficult probably because uh, kind of waiting for someone to tell me what to do rather than being guided by my own inner voice. Um, and so what I'd love to ask you is what do you find to be the most difficult for people in your experience and in your line of work? Is it the permission part or is it the choosing part? I think it's both. I think it's a great question. It's a question I get a lot lately, which I love because it's something I don't think I've fully thought about before I started to be asked. But I think that there's two parts of this, right? Is the awareness that we have choice, which I don't think our autopilot reptilian mind ever thinks about. I think that especially in this day and age, when we are so consumed with so much and there's so much going on that we rarely stop to even assess what is here now and what choices we have, let alone, you know, the permission to then make a choice. So I think it's, it's both. And I think it is the first awareness that there is choice and then the permission to give oneself the choice to do or not do something going forward. Well, I like that. So it's kind of like, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg. The the first part really is the choice is the awareness that we have the choice like, oh, wow, I really can choose whether I want to be in this job or not, or whether I want to be in this relationship or not, or whatever. Um, And then also giving ourselves the permission. I'd love to ask you, um, you know, just, I mean, obviously I, I think the words that we choose to describe ourselves, to call our businesses, our podcast, it, it comes from a very personal, deeper reasoning. And I'm so I'm wondering for you, what's the story behind why you chose, this is funny, why you chose <laughs> permission to choose as your brand, as your podcast? 
I think I and many people live in a have to state of mind. I think we are in the business unconsciously of shooting all over ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I decided that that was not working for me anymore. I don't want to feel like I have to do anything but eat and sleep and, you know, find shelter you know, yes. and breathe. Right. I, I want to, when I shift my language from have to, to get to, from need to, to want to, from should to um, choose to, then I am, I feel free. And it, and it takes on a completely different level of empowerment for myself. So even if that is, I mean, we'll take relationships, right? I have a, um, I have a, a podcast episode about the choice to divorce, right? And that mm-hmm. is something that I think when people, people can feel stuck, I hear people say all the time, and not just in relationship, but in a, in a job situation in um, with their weight, with their health, with their, you know, with their family, um, there doesn't see, they're say, they'll say, I have no choice, right? I, I didn't have a choice. And I always question that even if there is a circumstance that, you know, like, let's say you have to work. Yes, you have to work, right? Right. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we, would we benefit? We don't have to work. Like you could choose not to work. And then whether, whatever your financial situation is, you will have a consequence for that choice. Right. Mm -hmm. But the real question is what is our relationship to the thing? We can also choose how we think about something. We can choose how we are relating to something. So I really take to heart when people say I didn't have a choice. And I think, is that true? where did you have a choice inside that scenario where you felt that you didn't or you, or where do you have a choice inside this situation where you feel currently that you don't? And what is one thing that you actually do have agency over that you can change right now? And for me, that became like the ultimate key to freedom. I, there's so much, there's so many levels and layers to this, but I I think the one thing that I hear, and I think this is the therapist in me, when you say, when people are like, I didn't have a choice. And I, you know, I always look at, wow. So in somewhere in your life, you felt so powerless that you didn't think you could choose. Right. And so I always look at the the powerlessness of it. And so I've, I've shifted to like, I, I, I take it to heart too. When people say that, cause I'm like, you always had a choice. But then I think about, you know, in my own life where I really thought I was, I didn't have a choice. And it was like, oh, that was my own helplessness, learned helplessness. You know what I mean? Stuff that I learned along the way thinking like, oh, I just have to, I just have to go with it. Like I don't have agency over this. So I'm curious to know what are some of the things that, you know, what are some of the things in your life that maybe my audience can relate to? And I'm sure they can relate to all of it, but what are some of the top things in your life that you once felt like you didn't have a choice over? Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. 
Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. That is a great question that I haven't thought about. (laughs) See, this I don't get questions ahead of time, but we can sit here in silence until you get that answer. We don't edit out the pause. You know, I am so mired in my own language and my intention around the way I speak that I don't even think I've said that in so long. I really catch myself. I will, I will find myself on my podcast sometimes saying have to. And if I do, I instantly shift it, you know, in my own life, even if it's just on a call with my girlfriends, I, if I ever say those words and it really isn't a have to, I shift it. And I'm so sensitive to it right now that I rarely say those things. But if I think about a place where I felt like I didn't have a choice um, and, and I, I'm thinking of, okay, so I made a major life. I made a major career change in um, 2008 at the very top of 2008. And I had been a television executive for many years and I was in the entertainment industry and that's where I thought I would be forever. And there came a point in 2006 where I was in a serious relationship and I thought I was going to marry this person. And there was a moment where I said to him, well, and I was the breadwinner in this relationship. And I said to him, well, if I wanted to be, I was 36 at the time, I'm now 51. So this was a long time ago and I had a different set of um, I had a different, you know, maybe vision of my life, but he, I, I said to him, if, if I wanted to be a stay at home mother, how would you be with that? And he said, if that's the woman you are, you're not the woman for me. Yikes. <laughs> I was like, bro. <laughs> wow. Like, okay. Um, how okay, that relationship so- turn out? <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, like the beginning of the end and also the beginning of the beginning in some way for me, because obviously, or not obviously, but I chose to end that relationship. And I also chose to 
start to get certified as a life coach while I was an executive mm-hmm. at this television network. Mm-hmm. And I did that quietly on the side, you know, and I didn't really have a main plan for it. I, I was going to do it. And I obviously, I loved it. And I was kind of getting certified while I was doing both things. And I was, I actually wasn't really in love with my job at the time. I was I actually loved my job. I didn't love my boss and I didn't want his job and I couldn't see the trajectory going above, but I was not necessarily in a place to choose to make a leap from one to the other. And what ended up happening was I, this is, this is probably a good answer to your question. I, on November 12th of 2007, I got certified as a life coach on November 28th, like in between November 12th and November 28th of 2007, I was called to the, um, the COO's office, this woman named Lisa. And at the time um, I was working for Oxygen and NBC was in the midst of buying them. And there were going to be all these layoffs on December 3rd. So I had a meeting with Lisa because on December 3rd, I actually was scheduled to have surgery. And I said to her, you know, you need to tell me if I, and so basically I was having a meeting with her to tell her that, and that I needed this time to, um, like I needed to know if I was, if, if they were going to keep me or, or, or let me go. And then I'd go from there. And she called me into her office and said, Stephanie, I just want to let you know that the CEO and I are going to do everything in our power to keep you. And this is our intention. You, you need to stay. And I felt as if this is where we, we can get into a little discussion about it, it was as mm-hmm. if a hand was placed upon my back and pushed me forward. And I found myself going, Lisa, no. And there was a minute where I was like, did I, did that come out of my mouth? Did I just say that? And, and I found myself saying, Lisa, I am certified as a life coach. I actually would like to choose to take my severance and go, don't save me, save my team, you know, transfer mm-hmm. that love over there. Thank you. But I'm going to, I'm going to give this a go. And I made that choice in that moment, but I don't know that that was a, I would have waited much longer um, and, and not been sure that I really felt I had a choice until I had all these certain ducks in a row for me to actually make that happen. And so in that moment, I, I really did. Um, that was a big, massive, you know, game changer for me. But isn't that funny how we, well, first of all, I want to say thank you for sharing that. And I think what you said is what much of my audience can resonate with. And I can resonate to this with, with this too, is like, we wait until everything, all the ducks are in a row before we make that choice. And it takes a lot of courage to choose something better for ourselves, even when the ducks are not all in a row, right? Like I just shared this with you right before we got on having to really once and for all walk away from this ex of mine, this ex-fiance of mine, not knowing who's lined up. I've always ended relationships having somebody else lined up. I know that sounds messed up, right? But it takes an immense amount of courage and trust that you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay even when you when you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And it's in that choice itself that's so powerful, even just choosing. Like what I think people don't understand, I've struggled with this, I'm sure you have, is like also it's more powerful to choose not having your ducks in a row than it is prolonging that choice, waiting to have the ducks in a row. Because when you do choose, with not having those ducks in a row, which you're essentially putting out, saying to God, saying to your higher power universe is like, I trust that mm-hmm. it's all going to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yes. And to also have the humility to say, and I don't know how, and it doesn't matter. It's, it's what is your why and what is your what, right? The, I don't, I never talk about the how, the how I have no idea that is in God's hands, <laughs> higher Let's, powers, hands, universe's hands, however yeah. you want to say it. Yeah. So can we, um, not, can we, I want to switch to permission now. What do you, what in your life did you have to give yourself permission for? And what do you continue to have to, or get to give yourself to. permission yeah. for every, yeah. What, 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 what is it that you struggled with giving yourself permission to do or to be? Um, and what do you currently, you know, what are you currently working on to give yourself permission for in your life? <laughs> I mean, currently I give myself permission to not get on the treadmill. <laughs> I love that. I'm like Peloton the over here. I'm, I'm literally like, I, I woke up this morning and, and looked at Instagram and there was someone doing their million, their, their millionaire morning. And I was like, fuck off. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> exactly. I literally was like, it was honestly, it was 1142. I was, I was just waking up. I, was I love like, it. I I'm love crawling that. out of bed. To, I'm forcing myself out of bed because I have a 12 o'clock appointment with my trainer. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I am not that if, if that's what a millionaire morning is, then it's not for me, you know? And I think for me, giving myself permission to choose to not be like everybody else to not you know, compare and despair to not, you know, put myself in harm's way of that judgment inside mm-hmm. is a huge permission. To me, that is the permission, like permission to choose to, to stay focused on my way, you know, to the, the path I have to the way I do things. It's not like everybody else, you know, and, and I celebrate my way and I celebrate your way and I celebrate everybody's way. And I'm curious about what that way is because whatever works for you, God bless. Right. Mm -hmm. But permission to me is also about like, I, I use this, I use the silly example of giving myself permission not to go on the treadmill, but what that does for me is it takes away the inner rebel it, it, it allows that it allows me to disconnect in a loving way from the part of me that's been beating myself up. And when I make a choice, I'm no longer in a, in a, in a tug of war with myself. I'm no longer an adversary to myself. I'm no longer someone who's pushing up against myself. And then I'm free to have all this energy that I get to use in other ways. And for me, that's like the, the greatest gift that permission to choose gives me on a daily basis is I choose to either work or not work. I give myself permission to choose to exercise or not. I give myself permission to choose to eat my chips and salsa or not. You know, I give myself permission to choose to eat the salad or eat the pasta. I, and those are simple little choices and they really, there's so much going on in New York. Oh my goodness. These are simple little choices Mm -hmm. and they build up to build me, you know, listen, this is real time. I miss New York and I miss all the background sounds. I don't know if you all can hear the sirens, but this is very much, this is why, this is why. So you chose for your podcast to be permission to choose mine is being human with Vasavi because this, we're having a real conversation and you're having a real conversation. And I like to look at it like New York is in the house, like given, this is like a hallelujah moment. All the sirens are like, yes. Yes. You know what? Yesterday, Steph, I did a Peloton ride 45 minutes for the first time. I did a 45 minute ride after four years and being a now uh, a fresh new non-smoker. It's been uh, as we record this, it's going to be a little over three weeks since I've stopped smoking. I was able to do this 
Thank you so much. A 45 minute ride. I was like, I'm going to die. But my point is this. <laughs> they played all 90s East Coast hip hop, like all bad boy, like uh, like um, like Diddy and Biggie and like all. And I was like, I was just missing New York so much yesterday. So I I welcome the sirens. This is for you. Yes, they're here for you. I love it. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey there, this is Vasavi and my membership community, Real Rich, is the official sponsor of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Have you been looking for a community of people who get you, who think like you, and who are determined to becoming the person they were born to be? I'm talking no fluff, direct, real, and a raw community of people who are open-minded and willing to be honest with themselves and be the ultimate creators of their own life. Then I'm inviting you to join my subscription-based membership community, Real Rich, a community of women who are on a mission to get paid simply by showing up as their truest selves in business and in life. If you're looking for a community of women who you can turn to, seek insight from, and give back to, then try out the Real Rich community because it is time to be you and get paid. Learn more by heading over to vasavikumar.com forward slash membership. Here's to you being real rich. I love what you said about takes away the inner rebel because it's like if we're in this conflict of like I should oh you suck if you don't then it's like there is no choice you're so victimized by this internal conflict and dialogue there's no space to choose so I love the permission like giving yourself permission then there's a freedom and openness then you can logically look at this this dialogue between the inner rebel, like the rebel, and then like this militant person that you have and be like, whoa, 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 both of you need to shut the fuck up. Let me come in. Let me let the wise mind come in and actually make the decision that is best for me. Right. And that goes back to the point of the choices are always here. It's about giving ourselves the permission to see them, use them, acknowledge them, and then choose them. Yeah. There's so much space in that. You know what I mean? And when you're, so let me ask you this, you work with your clients one-on-one. I do a bunch of things. I, I have one-on-one um, individual clients that I also work in the corporate space. And so I work with um, executives, but I also do teams and, and big, huge, giant corporate trainings. And yeah, what I is, do you know, I think we, we can look at somebody who's in corporate or executives and be like, oh, they don't have the same problems as me, but I guarantee that a lot of it is the same. It just looks, it just looks a little different. It may sound a little different. So what's some of the common threads or common themes that you have found with your, with your corporate clients, just with, you know, everyday, everyday people who are not in corporate, you know what I mean? I think it's all the same. I think whether I'm working with an executive or a CEO or like a CEO of a company or a CEO of a household, I think Mm -hmm. the issues and the themes are the same. I think right now in the pandemic, there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of compare and despair. There's a lot of blurred lines between home and work and people are really struggling to balance that. And I think they feel like they don't have a choice to even take a lunch hour. Mm -hmm. You know, my best friend um, ironically works for the company that I used to work for and she's Mm -hmm. a big wig there now. And she was just saying, you know, she maybe has 30 minutes on her calendar for a lunch. And if she gets 20 minutes of that, it's lucky. And I'm thinking, and I always say to her, what are you choosing, my friend? You know, like you are somehow agreeing to this pattern and dynamic and this system that's not working. It's not working for anyone. So I do think that some of the themes and that, that are the same for everyone, I think everyone is dealing with their own inner judge mm-hmm. and critic. 
I think everyone is navigating time. I think everyone is, you know, I talk about it like who's sitting at the head of the table, you know? So if, and I think that it's about bringing a consciousness to that. We all have around our proverbial table in our mind, lots of different parts of us, right? We have normal things, happy, sad, anger, upset, uh, love, generosity. I would say we all have an addict, you know, in whatever form that comes. Mine is perfection, control, whatever, right? Um, yours might be something other, right? And, and the real question is who's sitting at the head of the table and whatever part that is, is creating your experience. So if, if the rebel's sitting at the head of the table, that's going to mm. really suck, right? And if joy and freedom is sitting at the head of the table, that's going to be a completely different experience. And we get to give ourselves permission to choose consciously who is sitting at the head of the table. So from my, in, in answering your question, the whatever someone is going through, whether it's leading better, you know, um, or transitioning a career or managing time, it all to me comes back to that table and who's running your show. It's like the, uh, you got to name it, right? You got to name it. So it's like, I love that you have like, do you have the inner rebel running the show? Do you have the joy running the show? For me, you know, who's typically run my... (laughs) was at the head of my table is either the damsel in distress or it's this uh extremely egotistical righteous person who's like don't look over here I got it all together right Mm. who just thinks like you know and I've always struggled with uh admitting stuff you know like that I'm I, I in my mind I have like oh well because I'm in the business of helping other people I should have it all together and as we shared as before we got on this interview, talking to my sponsor about a few things going on emotionally, even as we're having this conversation, Steph, so when I talked to my sponsor before this to kind of un, un, you know, just word vomit on her, I had, I had made a dis, I had chosen to give myself permission to no longer have to be this like pillar of strength. Mm. Right. Like, and I'm like, I just needed to admit it. Like I was a scared little girl who was afraid to tell my sponsor. And that goes back to childhood, right? Like in my house, if I ever messed up, my mother would go from zero to a hundred. So I learned from a very young age, how to Mm. self-manage and often self-medicate, right. In so many different ways. And it's just, I don't have time for that shit. I'm 38, about to be 39. I'm like, I need to clean some shit up right now. And so I decided in that moment to have uh, the the honest woman of integrity that I pride myself to be, right, be at the head of the table. But that's really difficult. It's not easy. And I would say you can also be loving with yourself in the process. Like, I don't know that it's about beating up the rebel or beating up the part of you that has been sitting at the head of the table. I like to think of it like, and this took me a long time because I am not, like, I'm, I'm, I'm woo woo to a point, but I'm not like. Yeah. I, I have a therapist, I have a therapist and I coach and a lot of people yeah. on my team, but my therapist, when I first started with him, he was like, okay, well bow your, you know, bow your head to your heart. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Honey, bunny, take that out of your vernacular. That that's not going to be me. I'm not doing that. But so, um, but it took me a while to really start to be loving with myself. And, and so now if, if control is sitting at the head of the table, like my, my version is, I was also kind of like you, I was the, I 
my version was I had to be the perfect child. And if I was, if my father was okay, then I was okay. But if, mm-hmm. he, but if he wasn't, I was terrified. Right. right. So, um, so, I, and I knew that me being perfect meant that everybody was okay. So it was like perfect, perfect, perfect. And now if I find that part of me at the head of the table, I, I do my best to be really loving with that. I, I kind of shrink her down to a kid and I can see, I have this one picture of myself in my mind from, from that age. And I just am like really loving with her. And I'm just like, honey bunny. I like, I, I like mm. call in the healthy adult, which is, I call my queen. The queen yeah. comes in. She, she takes the little perfection girl. I put her on my lap. I'm like, honey bunny, you, I get it. You want to be perfect. It is, you are, it's in my eyes. You are, I, I know you're tired. So you, you sit on my lap and cause I know you don't want to leave the head of the table cause you're scared of what will happen if you do, but I got you. And then I, then I move on. So it's not about eradicating these parts either. Like you, you feeling what you're feeling is not going to go away in four seconds. So it's not about just like quickly to me, the choice can be made that I, my, my choice, I'm giving myself permission to choose to love this part of me that is sitting at the head of the table and also call the healthy adult, the universe, spirit, God, higher power, whatever you want to call it to the head of the table to lovingly hold that part and then let that higher part run the show. But it doesn't mean that that little kid needs to, you know, also go to the kid's table right now if she doesn't feel safe yet to do Mm. so. Does that make sense? Of course. Yes, this makes sense. And you know what? It's so funny. I have this book right next to me. Uh, It's called Inner Bonding by Margaret Paul. Oh yeah. That's in fact, my, my uh, therapist, is a big inner bonding guy. Dude, inner bonding is <laughs> amazing. I mean, it's definitely written in the 90s for all, for all you listening. You can't see the, brand, the, 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 the fonts and the color scheme, but Margaret Paulman, <laughs> Becoming a Loving Adult to Your Inner Child. This right here, this was the book of the month club for my membership community, Mind Your Own Business. And it was literally like, how are we talking to ourselves? And I realized, oh my God, the sometimes my adult with my inner child can be very much like, just be quiet. Don't make a big deal. Keep it all together. This is our little secret, right? Like the secrets keep us sick. You're only as healthy. You're only, you're as sick as the secrets that you keep. Right. And so I, I appreciate you kind of bringing up this honey bunny and being the queen, <laughs> by the way, if you, um, if you ever want to follow me on uh, Peloton, my username is queen Vasavi. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I was known as queen Ziv. In my, oh, I love that. Uh, oh, I, I, t- I totally said your last name wrong. It's okay. Ziv. It's Ziv. Ziv, Ziv like Ziv. Ziv. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Ziv in Hebrew means the illumination around a flame. So to radiate light. Oh my God. I love that. New York again, giving me a little shout out for that, for that. Yeah, I think it, <laughs> I think it's louder on your side. I can hear. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But I'm I, very wait, used so- to my own podcast and my, my, you know, yes. sound engineer stopping me. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's, I, we, we won't edit this out. I mean, Taylor, I, I love I, it. Yeah. She'll, she'll love this conversation. And I'll we'll just keep it in there. So let me ask you this. So for, for my audience listening right now, they may have a challenge. They may have uh, something that they feel helpless with powerless in, right. To, to, to choose. Do you have a step process? Do you have like an easy, something that they can implement in their life? Like whatever that challenge is, fill in the blank. What is that process to go from choosing and then the permission choosing, and then the permission to choose what's best for them? I have a process that I do with everyone from my individual clients to my 
to my big corporate, you know, workshops. And basically it's called change your challenge to choice. And let me give you a quick little premise. So my, one of my best friend's fathers passed away a few years ago. And at the funeral, one of his friends got up and said, you know, the thing I'm going to miss most about Peter is that at the end of a long day, whether we were skiing or doing whatever, um, you know, we'd all be sitting around and somebody would tell a story and Peter would kind of lean back and go, you know, that story is like a six you know, and I was like, that is brilliant. So I brought it back into my clients. And anytime somebody told me a story that, that was like a terrible story or a victimy story, I would go, you know, that story is like a one, that story sucks. That's a terrible story. Why are you telling yourself that story? And at first they were like, Stephanie, you know, that's, you're being mean. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm loving you up. I'd make this, you know, whatever. Yes. but so I was like, how do we get that story to attend? So here is my very simple, but you know, maybe not easy process, but if you just simply make a T right on it, take a piece of paper, make a T and on the left side, write challenge. And you can say it in terms of like, I have to, or I should right? That, that's the language or I don't, or I can't. So those are the language around, around the, the challenge. And then on the right side, I want you to write choice. And the language is I now choose to, or if you want to say I get to, or I want to, however you want to say it. And so you start on the left and you just start, you know, whatever your scenario is that, that you're going through, think about the language that you have all around it. So it might be like, I can't get a raise because I am, you know, I don't know enough, or it, it could just be simple as I'm not enough or like any of that old story, whatever, in whatever scenario that, that you're, that you're going through, you can write it all out and then use that information to then turn that into a choice. You literally go line by line. Then what I do is I have people rip it in half, kind of bless the, the, the challenge part, thank it, and then let it go like burn it, do a little ceremony and then, and then say, I now call in, I now choose and then read the, the, the right hand um, column and then write a story with that language. And that will change the way in which we are energetically aligning with what we are currently going through and what we want. And it will help us to also affirm the vision that we're working toward, the result that we're working toward. Because I think the other thing is we can get very stuck and spin cycle in the unconscious story that we have running and to change the narrative, which IE is also changing when we are changing the part of us that's sitting at the head of the table, the, the authority at the head of the table, IE the author, then we are also authoring a new Mm -hmm. story. And that gets to be conscious too. And we get to give ourselves permission to choose what that story is. So it's like rewriting the narrative. And you know what? This is why it's important. Like I can already imagine, I can see why you why you say that it's not easy because our mind has been conditioned to live in the have to, the shoulds, the don'ts, the can'ts. And that's why, you know, um, it, it would be a stretch for someone to do it on their own. And I definitely feel like it would uh, be beneficial to talk about it with another person. As I shared with you and uh, before this and on the podcast, I called up my sponsor to talk about something. I, and I didn't want to hear what she had to say, but I think subconsciously I knew it was time for me to hear what she had to say to me about a certain situation in my life. So I definitely recommend, um, doing this process. It's like, it's, it's like doing an inventory, right? It's the same thing, almost like in 12 steps, we do our inventory and we do our inventory almost every day because 
We're not perfect. We're going to have screw ups every single day, right? We're going to have things that we're out of integrity with that we got to clean up. So I love this exercise, but to going from, I have to, should, don't, can't, to I now choose to, I get to, uh, and then really rewriting that narrative. So is this, so I want to, I want to let everyone know that Steph, um, Steph Ziv, I'm saying your last name, right? Because I'm a stickler for saying names correctly <laughs> because people mess up my name. Steph, you're, um, you're on clubhouse, yeah. um, and you offer permission to choose speed coaching and more. Is this kind of what you do with the people who join your clubhouse, uh, meetups? So clubhouse is, you know, relatively new, you know, and I'm just starting on it at the time that we're, we're having this conversation and I'm doing my best to, I, I have a million rooms that I, I'm going to be starting. So the best thing to do would be to just go to Steph Ziv, um, which is S T E F Z I E V. The, the F is also a challenge sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's on Instagram as well. That, that's everywhere. But yeah, so I'm going to be doing speed coaching on there. I would yeah. love for you to be a coach on there with me. We're doing it. We are yeah. We are going to do it. We'll talk about this afterwards. We're going to do a bunch uh, yeah. of things together. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, there's a lot of, the, the platform is amazing because it allows us to have an audio conversation in real time with an audience as well. So that's what's super fun about it. You know, so I would love people to follow me and then um, chime in and like, let's get to know each other. And, you know, you and I will also be, um, on there a lot. I have a sense and feeling, and I would like to give myself permission to choose to create things with you. And, yes. um, yeah, it's super fun. And then I also have this, this Facebook community called the permission to choose community. And I have, you know, I, I don't call anything a challenge cause I don't want to affirm a challenge. I call it an invitation permission to choose 2021. And what is it that you're choosing in 2021 and how can we support you? And it's basically crowdsourcing support to bring your vision to life. And it's just a fun little group. And, if anyone wants to join, they're welcome. You know what I love about this conversation, and we'll we'll put all those links in the in the show notes. I love about this conversation. It's like even when it comes to permitting ourselves and choosing, there is such a lightness that you bring to it that it doesn't feel it doesn't feel so hard. I mean, I know, I know it it can feel hard, right? Because we are unpacking and dismantling layer upon layer of conditioned beliefs about how we should and shouldn't be. But what I really enjoyed about our conversation is like, oh, like there's a lightness to it. You know, there really is a lightness to it. Um, and because, can you know, shit can feel really heavy. And then you're like, screw it. I'm just going to stay in the same spot because choosing feels so difficult, right? But I, I, I enjoy the airiness that you bring to it. And I guess that that really just goes to show just with your last name being the illumination, right? You're just illuminating a different way to choose in our lives. Um, so as we wrap up, I know people can, you know, find you on Instagram, follow you on Clubhouse, come to one of your speed coaching at Steph Ziv. Um, is there anything that you feel in your heart that you um, that's been left unsaid that you want to be able to say as we wrap up to my audience today? You know, my vision is that we are healing the divide from the inside out, one choice at a time. And I really believe that when I look at this wounded world that feels so separate that we all regardless of politics and anything beliefs whatever we all get to ask where are my fingerprints on this mm. i think that there's a righteousness in terms of like you know who who's right what side's right 
And I think that that's not the question to ask or to look at. I think the opportunity for all of us, if we really want to heal um, our selves, our families, our, our communities, our nation, our world is to start looking at where, where are my fingerprints on anything that feels splintered or divided within? Where am I out of integrity within myself? That is a ripple that's going into the world and creating this divide. And as we met, you know, mend, heal, and kind of bring our own splinteredness together and start to integrate, I believe that the world will heal. So I would leave everyone by asking, what are you willing to give yourself permission to choose to do differently that would align you in a way that feels in your integrity today? And then ask yourself that same question tomorrow and the day after, and then take action on all of it. I love that so much. What a beautiful way to end, Steph. Um, thank you so much for being here today on the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. Want to take my free quiz on how well do you really know yourself? Head on over to vasavikumar.com forward slash take the quiz. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and create anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.